1: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Today he Kellogg's Pep the Super cereal, super as in Superman. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, in his guise of reporter Clark Kent, bursts into a hospital waiting room with good news for editor Perry White, who is nearly frantic with worry over the condition of Jimmy Olsen. Listen. He's all right, Chief. Jim's all right. He passed the crisis. Oh, wonderful, Kent. Wonderful. Can we see the boy now? No, Chief, not yet. Maybe, maybe later today. Oh, fine, fine. I want to hear him tell exactly what happened to him. And if he was slugged, as you think. I'm sure he was. Then I promise you, Kent, that whoever did that to Jim will pay for it if I have to move heaven and earth to find him. suppose you're at a swimming meet. You see the great Adolf Kiefer bust another backstroke record. Then right in front of you, he comes out of the pool grinning, and you snap his picture. Well, but you can get that very same photo of Adolf Kiefer as a prize. He's among 24 famous screen and sports stars whose photos you get one in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Right. Great stars like lovely Virginia Mayo starred in Sam Goldwyn movies, or Charlie Trippy, all-American half track. Each photo's candid camera size, brilliantly clear, printed on real glossy photographer's paper. And the swell game of PhotoSwap helps you complete your collection of all 24 different photos in this great series. You see, you use your duplicate photos to play PhotoSwap. And in the swap, you may get the very photos you need for your collection. Correct. Later in the program, we'll show you how to play PhotoSwap with duplicate photos from packages of pep. Those swell-tasting flakes of good whole wheat. Tops in the taste department. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. Super as in Superman. (laughs) And now, the adventures of Superman. (laughs) Superman. Following an operation for a fractured skull, which he suffered in an unexplained manner, Jimmy Olsen, cub reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, required an immediate blood transfusion. But his blood was of an extremely rare type, and with only minutes remaining, Clark Kent in his true identity of Superman streaked to California, where lived a man known to have a similar type of blood. Superman brought him back to Metropolis, and following a transfusion, Jimmy began to recover. Late the following day, Clark Kent and editor Perry White were permitted to visit their young friend. We join them now at Jimmy's bedside in the hospital. Listen. The doctor said we can stay for only a few minutes, Jim. So, well, suppose you start at the beginning and tell us quickly what happened, how you were hurt, everything.
0: Okay, Mr. Kent. I'll do my best.
1: All right, now, Jim, now just take it slow and easy.
0: Right. Well, it all began because I got so interested in the coming elections.
1: The elections? Well, what's that got Let him go on, Chief.
0: Yeah, you see, Beanie told me his brother Joe is getting into politics, and he's making speeches against the Hickey machine's control of the city. Joe Martin? Uh-huh. Joe's a real swell guy and a decorated veteran and all that. So I wanted to see if there was something I could do to help him. Good boy. Well, that's fine. But how did you get that get you a cracked skull? I'm coming to that, Chief. I found out that Joe was making a speech at Lincoln Square. It was to be at noon. So in my lunch hour, I went over there to, well, to sort of give him a hand... There's always lots of people in the square at noon, you know. So Joe had a pretty big crowd. And what he was saying... That's funny. Whatever happened to that post-war world
1: we were led to expect? Yeah, what happened to the things we were told we'd find waiting for us when we came back? Yeah, All right, right. The war's over. We've been back home for two years, and most of us don't even have homes to live in. Right. And why? I'll tell you why. Because those things were all campaign promises made by Mike Hickey and his machine to ensure their reelection. Oh, and now that they think they're installed in Sullivan City Hall, there's only one thing we can do about it: oh, vote God. them out in their next
0: election. Oh, oh, it really started something there with that speech. He had most of the crowd with him, but then some hecklers got to work on him. They called him un-American. They did. Uh huh. So he was trying to start a revolution and stuff like that. Well, how do you like
1: that? Oh, relax, Chief. That's typical of crooked politicians. They always try to cover their own sins by smearing the opposition and calling them all kinds of names. But but Martin's a veteran, a war hero. Yeah, but that cuts no ice with people like Hickey and his crowd. Joe's in their way. They can't find anything else to smear him with, so they call him un-American. That usually manages to get a rise out of an unthinking mob. Oh, but it's so unfair. Of course it is. Go on, Jim. What happened then? I suppose you uh, leaped to Joe's defense, eh? Sure.
0: I know Joe. I know he's a darn good American. Sure. I couldn't just stand there and listen while guys heckled him, could I?
1: Certainly not. Mm, you ought to know better than to get into a fight with with grown men. Probably paid goons at that.
0: I guess so, but I was mad. Climbed up on a bench and yelled that Joe was right about Hickey. And that Joe was an honest citizen. And then... Somebody came up and slugged you? Uh-huh. I saw him coming. A big six-footer with a blackjack. Before I could duck he let me have it... And... That's all I can remember. Uh,
1: He was probably one of Mike Hickey's goon squad. Well, the elections are coming up. Hickey's probably ordered his goons to take their gloves off. He must feel he's powerful enough to get away with anything, even breaking heads. No, he does, does he? Why, Why, that's Hitler stuff. That's what all demagogues do, Jim, when the people are too lazy and too careless to make sure that only trustworthy men are elected to public office. Most of us make the mistake of leaving things to the professional politicians... And we usually wake up to discover we've been taken over, lock, stock, and barrel by crooked party bosses like Mike Hickey. And we also find it's a long, hard job to get rid of them. Well, it's going to be done this time, Kent. Once and for all. I'd like to see that, Chief. Mike Hickey has built the strongest political machine Metropolis ever saw. I know, but I can break it. And I'm going to. How? Well, I'll tell you at the office. Uh, so long, Jim. I'm sorry you had to have your skull fractured to wake us up.
0: Well, if something good comes of it, it'll be worth it, Chief. boy, Jim. Come on, Kent, come on.
1: We're going to start digging Hickey's
0: political grave right now.
1: Barry White seems to mean business, but Clark Kent warns the strong minded editor that he is courting trouble and danger. And he's right, as we'll find out in just a moment when we return with the dramatic climax of today's episode. So keep listening. <laughs> Attention, everybody. Here's where we give a demonstration of how to play Photoswap, the most exciting swap game in years. All you need to play Photoswap is some of those swell, candid, camera-sized photos you get. One in every package of Kellogg's Pet, the super cereal. Right. You can get 24 different photos of screen and sports stars, like Charlie Trippy, All-American Halfback, and Joan Bennett, glamorous star of United Artists, and the Chicago White Sox pitcher, Orville Grove. Of course, you want to collect all 24 different photos in this series. So naturally, you want to swap your duplicates with friends. And that's where photo swap comes in. Correct. Now, rule number one is always carry with you the duplicates you want to swap. And rule two is you must carry two or more of these photos in order to play. Okay. Suppose I'm walking along. I meet a friend. I pull out my duplicate photos and keep them covered in my hand. Now, listen. Here's how it goes. Photo swap? That's to make sure he knows the rules. Hey, uh, photo swap? Yeah, Uh, That means I'm pulling out my photos, too. Then swap two off the top. Now each of us hands the other two photos off the top of his pile. And that double photo swap may bring each of us two steps closer to a complete collection of 24 different photos. Remember, you play photo swap with your duplicates. Sure. Keep your originals in a safe place so there's never any risk of losing your collection of these swell photos from packages of Kellogg's Pep. And all the while you're collecting them, you'll be doing some prize eating because those crisp whole wheat flakes of Pep are so good you want more and more and more. That's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep, the Super Cereal. Super as in Superman. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> The scene is a large room, equipped as a combination office and living room, above a tavern in the teeming tenement district of Metropolis. In the very center of the room is a barber's chair, and seated in it now is a heavy-set man, a little below average height. This is Mike Hickey, powerful political boss of Metropolis. A barber stands behind him, trimming his thick, graying hair. A bootblack is busy shining his shoes. A girl manicurist sits beside Hickey at work on the nails of one of his soft, square hands, the middle finger of which wears a jeweled ring. In his other hand, he holds an extension telephone into which he speaks, oblivious to the people about him, to the men who come and go constantly through a door at the far end of the room, to another phone which rings almost incessantly. Cigar smoke like a dense gray fog hangs over the whole room. Who's going to make a speech
2: against me? The president of Metropolis University? Tonight, eh? We'll let him talk. public don't listen to eyebrows. They use too many long words. (laughs) No, don't bother with him, man. So long. Hey, take a punch phone away, will you, Punching. Okay, boss. Oh, Lou's waiting on the other extension. You want to talk to him? Yeah, I'll give it him. Coming up, boss. Hello, Lou. What's in your mind? Oh, Joe Martin's popping off on another meeting, huh? Well, if he gets a big crowd, bust it up like he did the other day. If there ain't much of a crowd, let the dope talk. Huh? So what if he is a warrior? He hasn't got any organization behind him to get out the voters on primary day. And like I always say, as long as the suckers are too lazy to vote in the primaries when they got a say about who gets nominated, we've got nothing to worry about. So long, Lou. Take it away, Punchy. Okay, boys. You know all the answers. Well, it's simple, Punchy. A sucker public stays away from the polls on primary day, and we nominate our boys without any trouble. So, on election day, the voters can only vote for who we or the other party puts up, right? Right, right. And because
1: we got the strongest machine, our guys always get selected. Right. Huh? <laughs> hey, hey,
2: Tony, careful how you're cutting over my ears. Don't, uh, don't take off too much hair. Huh? Okay,
1: Mr. Hey, Heachy. He- he-
2: Harry McIntyre, an extension one. Oh, Harry McIntyre, boss. You want to talk to him?
0: Okay. Yeah, what gives,
2: Harry? Daily Planet? No, I didn't. What about it? Oh, a page one blast, huh? What? Back at Joe Martin for mayor? <laughs> That's a joke. Without an organization? Now, wait a minute. They can't beat us, but they might make trouble. Get the people stirred up and open the way for a reform movement next year. Maybe we better nip this in the bud right now. Yeah. Maybe we'd better nip Mr. Joe Martin and the Daily Planet both in the bud, but good. Uh Uh-huh. Tell you what, Harry. Get Nick and his boys and come up here right away. We're going to do a little job. A couple of little jobs. Tonight. (laughs)
1: Handing the telephone to his henchman, Mike Hickey sits back thoughtfully in the barber's chair, his half-shut black eyes sharp and calculating and as empty of warmth as those of a jungle cat. What action is he planning against the Daily Planet and against Joe Martin? (coughs) Fellows and girls, Clark Kent was right when he warned Perry White of danger because there is great danger ahead for the gray-haired editor and for Joe Martin. So don't miss tomorrow's thrill-packed episode in our new story. Be sure to tune in tomorrow same time, same station, for chapter five of Ruler of Darkness, on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. (laughs) Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Cap, the Super Cereal. Say, look at him. Look at his jersey. Looks slick with all those swell comic characters on it. There's Lillums. Here's Harold Teen. Even Shadow. Six new exciting color transfers. One in every package of Kellogg's Shredded Wheat. Be first in your crowd to tattoo funny paper folks on all your sports clothes. Just press them on with a hot iron, a cinch, and they'll stay on through lots of washings. Look for your prize. Get your new comic transfer in every package of that good, sweet as a nut cereal, Kellogg's Shredded Wheat. Yes, Kellogg's Shredded Wheat.